Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Mommy Files of a New Black Mom. And let me tell you, sis is out and about and living through a panorama. So unfortunately, my episodes have been so inconsistent. But know that I love you and I miss you guys and I'm back again. I always say I'm back, but understand I'm back. Um, <laughs> but this week, we're talking about new bae, new boo, and a baby. <laughs> um, it's really crazy because naturally, I'm a type of person, I'm like super apprehensive about my daughter meeting people. And my daughter is two, she'll be three in August, and like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I get it, she's little. Even if my daughter was 17, I'd still be like, eh, I don't know if I want my kid to meet this person. Why? Because it's one of those intense conversations where, how can I say it? You you know what you're getting yourself into. Let's just say that. And you know what you're getting yourself into when you're dealing with someone with kids. And I'm sorry, I'm a little biased. I don't want to date a man with kids. I've been there, done that, have the breakup to show it. To me, I myself prefer to not involve kids unless I know we're serious. Because... When your kids are little, they get really attached. And then you have to be mindful of the people that your kids are getting attached to. Do they have the same kind of core values, the same kind of, you know, emotional support? Are they a secret pedophile, a secret killer? I don't know about y'all, but lately I have been having a literal heart attack watching all these small children who are being watched by their mama's boyfriend while they go to work, getting murdered, hurt, sexually harassed, all this stuff. It's scary as fuck. I don't know about y'all, but that was not my game plan, and that's not something I, you know, thought would ever be a major factor, but it's like, being that my daughter is so little and she doesn't know people well enough, she becomes super friendly. She makes friends at the park. I don't want her to get attached to someone and they hurt and harm her, and then her father kills me because I allow this person to get attached to his child. I think the biggest thing when it comes to introducing kids into a relationship is a public place, a public space, and you introduce them as what they are. This is mommy's friend. This is daddy's friend. This is someone mommy likes to hang out with. This is mommy's boyfriend. You don't want to give them that uncle phrase. I hate that. I think it's the creepiest thing in the world. You tell your kids, this is uncle Ron, and then uncle Ron comes around, and now your father, you know... the daughter, son's father asked him, like, oh, where were you at Saturday? Oh, I went out to eat with mommy and Uncle Ron. Of course, your baby daddy going to sit there or baby mother going to be like, who the f- is Uncle Ron? Who is Aunt Tina? And now you got this whole false narrative that your kid is now convinced of. And they don't know that they're doing something wrong. Technically, they're not doing anything wrong. But you've made them believe that this person is a relative in a sense. And that's really weird. It's super duper weird. Super duper weird. I feel like introducing someone as what they are. This is mommy's friend. This is a person mommy is hanging out with. This is somebody mommy likes. This is somebody mommy is, you know, she's dating. And if they ask what's dating, you go, well, mommy is a person who doesn't have a boyfriend. And I'm meeting someone. And I'm like, whatever way you feel is comfortable to phrase it is how you should phrase it. I don't think that you should hide who this person is because if something goes wrong your children need to be able to understand like if something goes wrong and he does something you need to tell me if you feel uncomfortable around him you need to tell me if he does something 
that realistically hurts you, tell me. Now, if you don't like what he said to you, that's okay to tell me. But also understand that he's an adult. We treat adults with respect. We treat adults nicely. And adults treat you with respect. And adults treat you nicely. If you don't show your kids the right path on the differences between not necessarily like, oh, you know, this is mommy's boyfriend and and mommy's friend. But if you introduce this kid into a neutral place and neutral being like, don't make it too intense. Don't have him walk up in your bedroom and see this man laid across your bed. I was really like super adamant when my best friend started dating. And I was like, girl, you know, you don't want him to get, you don't want your daughter who's almost eight to get the impression like, oh, men are just going to come in and out of my mommy's house and then out of my mommy's bed. And then like, you want them to have a very pure perception of you. So the only time and place this person should be seen is in public spaces. Your living room, your dining room, not your bedroom, not your, not even your shower, realistically, but maybe in the bathroom with the door open if they brushing their teeth. But you don't want them to feel like this, this is uncomfortable, this is weird, this is creepy, this is, you don't want that. But you also want them to feel like, you know, if they see something, to say something. A lot of these kids are so scared that if they say something, that their mom or dad is going to be upset. I personally have never had a amazing relationship with you know people who I guess the best way to phrase is like who take their partner over their child that's not something I could really be around it's something I really condone because to me I don't think it's realistic I myself know for a fact like I'm a person who believes the child and then we will prove that the child is either right or wrong like if you tell me you know my daughter said this man is such a I believe my daughter I have seen so many viral videos and people talk about how they, you know, were raped and molested by a stepfather, a mama's boyfriend, a mama's girlfriend, uh, whoever. They went to their mother or father and they didn't believe them. They said, oh, you're just being fast. You're just being a whore. You're just being. And I'm like, how? How do you think that this child put this whole this whole scenario together are you that desperate for a man or a woman are you that desperate for a love that you wouldn't believe your child and i'm not saying all people all your children gonna tell the truth but if my child came to me and said that someone touched them and raped them or hurt them i'm gonna investigate i'm gonna investigate the whole motherfucking scenario i'm putting cameras in rooms i'm recording conversations i'm going to say mommy's gonna handle it baby and I'm gonna make sure if if this is what's happening I'm gonna get it right because if I can figure out what's going on and I can prove okay my child is telling the absolute truth and my child came to me to tell me the truth they didn't come to me lying then I'm gonna always support my child if you come to me lying and now you're accusing someone just because you don't like them that's a lesson I need to teach you as well I need to teach you how to be a responsible person who does not lie who respects people's boundaries and who knows the difference between hurt and harm if we don't teach our children this when it comes to dating our dating life will be non-existent and as a mama I need a dating life I need a, I need a dating life now because my daughter is two she probably I won't say won't meet my 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 bow my bag my little my little my little sneaker link, but because she's two, I'm very apprehensive of him really meeting her until I know our intentions. One because I was talking to a guy and he just so happened to come around, and my daughter was in the same space with me, and my daughter met him. She was like, "Oh, I like him, mommy," or "He's friendly," and "He's my friend," and "He's cool." My only concern is he ain't consistent. 
he ain't my man and he not somebody I want around. Because he proven me that he can't be a good friend and partner, he could never prove to me that he was a good person to bring around my child for her to get attached to. Why? Because kids get attached. They get attached like nobody's business. I don't like my daughter getting her feelings hurt. I don't like her being sad. So if you want to do any of those things, best believe between you and me, baby, you're going to lose. I will never put my child in a position to lose. I will never put my child in a position to get her feelings hurt. So if that be the case, best believe I'm going to avoid it. It's just what's best for me. It's what's best for her. Now, being that I'm dating this guy and me and him are really, you know, that's my little bu- That's my little bu- <laughs> Um... He knows that I have a child. He has seen her in a sense of, like, pictures. He's never physically met her. But he's like, you know, if I want to be with you, I have to take on that responsibility of being a step-parent. He was like, I have to be prepared for that. That's not something I take lightly, and I mean, I not only have to take care of you, I have to take care of her. Now, any man, woman, or man or woman, who feels that way is somebody you should definitely keep your, keep your eye on. Because, let me tell you, Ain't nothing worse than a person who's dealing with a person with a child, a single parent, and they act like your kids don't exist. Now, I get it. If y'all are just, you know, fuck buddies, screw buddies, hook up, sneaky links, all that type of little young jargo about being, you know, just somebody who you screwing, then they don't need to know anything about your child except for maybe that y'all are social media friends so they happen to see it. But other than that, my child is a figment of your imagination. You don't know anything about my child. You don't need to know anything about me. But if you are somebody I am dealing with, somebody I am dating, someone who I am considering a partner, my child is going to be a conversation. My child is going to be an everyday topic because I need to know your reaction in certain things. So, like, perfect example, me and Bay on the phone, and my daughter's just being absolutely down, absolutely just, just having her way, being extra, but she was trying to get herself situated from dinner to a tub to getting out the tub so she got loud and he's like baby i'm gonna call you back and i was like oh okay now i immediately was like you know i apologize my daughter's super loud we were talking and he completely shut my shit down let me tell you what he did he goes don't do that and i'm like what do you mean he's like don't apologize for her she did nothing wrong She's a kid. She's going to be loud. She's going to be playful. She's trying to talk to you. I said I was going to call you back because I was trying to do something. It was not because of her. Don't apologize for her. She's a child and she's in her home and we are just on the phone having a conversation. So if she's loud, she's loud. If she wants to play, she wants to play. She wants to talk to you. She's going to want to talk to you. She's first. And I completely like had to catch my own jaw as it hit the floor because I was like, wow. I don't think I ever expected him to feel the way he felt, to say what he said, to even, like, halfway care, I guess is the way to say it. But it was like, he took so offense that I, you know, I made it seem like my daughter was so bad. He was like, there is nothing wrong with what your child did. Like, don't, don't be feeling bad because you have a kid. Don't be feeling some type of way because your daughter isn't sitting there dead silent for you to be on the phone. And I was like, wow, you know, that's unexpected. That's something new. I've never met a man who said that to me, but I appreciated it. So for me, you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. And to me, that was a win. That was an absolute win. Because not only was he considerate, but he was also, you know, 
honest he was very respectful and I felt like him saying that made me feel like you know wow he could really understand that I have a child and that you know dating someone with a child is very different I don't care what anybody tells you unless the person doesn't have full custody of their kid that's the only real like uh kind of situation if you don't have full custody of your kid basically you don't have a kid because you don't have to be concerned with anything other than the short amount of time you have them. Whether it's weekends, whether it's nights, whether it's holidays, whatever. When you're a full-time parent, you have a full-time parent job. Like, a full-time parent job is that. Feeding, financing, making sure they're in school, making sure they're in daycare, making sure they're clothed, making sure they have a hobby, a te- something they're doing on the side, making sure that they're, you know, they're enjoying some type of social life aspect, like, let me just tell you, <laughs> when you a full-time parent, it ain't no joke at all. It's exhausting. Me, myself, I'm always exhausted. Always. Why? <laughs> because it's usually just me. Yes, my daughter has a father. Yes, he's alive. Is he a full-time parent? Barely. Barely. He is a one percenter. And what I consider a one percent is a parent who gets to give one percent and gets to act like they did the last 99 when you're a single parent that is a full-time parent, meaning you are the parent who has, like, sole custody, the person who's making sure doctors visits and that they're, you know, get, going to school and that they're fully clothed and that they're fed and that their hair's done and that, you know, they're clean and that they're, you know, making sure all their stuff is good, you're giving 99%. The parent that gets to pop up with the ice cream and take you on a little trip and let's go to the park and let's do all the fun shit, that's a one percenter. You get to give that 1% of fun that makes you seem like the perfect parent. And to your kids, that's the only thing that matters because kids have a selective memory. My goddaughter really got my my best friend in her feelings because she was just like, oh, my dad is such a great dad. My dad is such a... And my best friend was like, what the... And I'm like, relax. I said, you are looking at it as a parent. For her, she did not have a full... She didn't really have a dad until maybe two or three years ago, even though she's eight years old. So whatever he gives her, she's excited about because she gets to have a dad. When you grow up and you don't have a parent and you don't have a dad around visibly, and every time you go somewhere or every time you do something, there's a daddy-daughter dance and a daddy-daughter this, and my daddy's picking me up, and I'm going to my daddy's house this weekend, and you're the kid who doesn't have a daddy, anything that bullshit-ass man do is going to be a gold star. But what you have to realize is even if that's the case, You cannot get in your feelings because she's excited about having him. You can feel the way you feel, but it's not her fault. Don't make her feel bad about having a father. Don't make her feel bad about being excited that her father is a part of her life. You can be mad that she thinks he's all that because you know he ain't shit. But that's not the role that you have to play with her. Because at the end of the day... Like, when it comes down to it, my daughter is excited because we go get her hair done. She knows I'm going to get her clothes. She knows I'm going to do this and that. My daughter is well taken care of. Now, whether her father gives or not, my daughter is always going to be what? Clothes? Have a place to sleep? Have food to eat? And be able to go places and do things? My daughter is always traveling. And she's always going to travel because I'm always going to make it my business to give her access to those things. Now, 
whether or not her father could like it is his business. I don't really give a fuck. But my daughter's going to have a great life that I can provide for her without ever wanting or needing for anything. That's my responsibility. So when it comes to finding a person who wants to be with me, they have to understand my daughter is going to be spoiled. I buy clothes for her every other day. I buy more clothes for my daughter than I buy for my damn self. And she wears a uniform to school. So where the fuck is she wearing all these clothes to? But for me, if my daughter is fully dressed and has a cute outfit, got some new sneakers, got her hair done, I feel like a good parent. I feel like a parent that is accomplished. Because when people see my daughter, they be like, oh, I love the way she dresses. It makes me feel good. It's like I won won an award. Oh, my God, her hair is always so pretty. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God, she is so cute. I love this outfit. Thank you. My daughter ain't did nothing but but terrorize me the morning of to get dressed to go to school. But I will make it my business to make sure when she got to go to school, that that little girl looks like something. When she got to go to a party, she looks like it's her party. When we got to go somewhere and she got to take pictures or we got to go somewhere and she needs to look a certain way, best believe that little girl is going to outshine whatever little person you think is going to come in there. When it comes to my daughter looking a certain way, I am real adamant about how she's perceived because kids will look like crap and the parents will look so popping and looking like popping don't mean oh my god your daughter should be wearing 200 shoes my daughter probably the most expensive shoes she has are jordans and they were probably 40 dollars. 40 now my daughter has a lot of shoes i buy her nikes and air maxes and jordans and all types of cute adidas and converses and vans I don't think I paid more than $25 for my daughter's shoes. Why? Because I shopped smart because guess what? Her feet are going to mother flip and grow. So if I have to buy shoes, I go to my favorite little my favorite little sneak-off spot, which is my local flea market that sells brand new clothes. It's not secondhand, but they get shoes from wherever and they discount it. Brand new shoes with the tags on them. I go there every maybe month or so, and she always, the girl, she knows me so well. She'll be like, you back to get your daughter some stuff? Absolutely. I usually buy her probably four or five pairs of shoes at a time. I probably spend on average after four or five pairs, it's probably like 160 bucks. And you're like, that's absolutely crazy. You know why? Because I refuse to go to a Foot Locker or a Champs or whatever where they're charging me $45, $50 for these shoes. And I'm like, my daughter's gonna wear these for maybe four or five months. And I could go to the flea market and get them for 30 bucks, 25 bucks. Or if I get enough, she's gonna give me an all around discount. When it comes to my daughter's clothes, I am a big person with Target. I, Target gets all, all of my money because I love Target's style. I like Target's wear on their clothes. I like Target's just whole area for girls even their boy stuff so a couple of things my daughter has is boy stuff but i like the boys like t-shirts and i like their little cargo pants but because they don't come in girls i will get in a boy and my daughter will wear it with barrettes and bows and belts and whistles and all that and still be cute some days she look a little look a little tomboyish but it's super cute because it's like a fitted tee with these baggy cargo shorts and then she'll put on her little red Jordans and she looks like a look. She's a look. She's a vibe. So when people see my daughter, they will compliment her. She will go from that style to a dress with sandals, with barrettes, with stockings and 
or knee highs. I do the over the knee socks. And I do all of that. Why? Because I want my daughter to look expensive. Even if her shoes are $6. I've paid like $5, $10 for my daughter's shoes. And people be like, oh my God, where did you get them shoes from? And I'm like, oh. I got them from, you know, uh, Target on sale. And they're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even see those. I will get stuff that's one of a kind or I will buy stuff that I know I've seen at like Walmart and I will dip and dazzle and do it up. And the reason, don't be afraid to buy cheap shoes for your kids. Two reasons why. Cheap shoes, especially sandals. So, I was talking to one of my good good girlfriends about this. Spend your money on two kinds of shoes. Well, technically three kinds of shoes for your kids. Your kids need a pair of rain boots. A good rain boot. Good doesn't mean expensive. Good means they have an insole so their feet don't hurt. That they have a good rubber sole and that they're easy slide on with the handles while your kids are learning how to put their shoes on. My daughter could put her rain boots on by herself. And she's been doing that since she was almost, since she was like one. And she really knew how to put shoes on. The first pair of shoes she learned how to put on by herself, other than Crocs, were her rain boots. They gave her easy slide on, and when it rained, they were easy on, easy off. You could tuck a shoe in it, I mean, tuck tuck her um, stockings or whatever, her pant leg in it, and it always had room. And they went up to basically her knee. Those are the best kind of rain boots for little kids because they splash, they play, and if you want to protect their clothes, you need at least up to the knee. The little ankle ones are cute, but they don't do it for me. I want a rain boot to the mother flipping knee, okay? Second thing is a good pair of winter boots. Winter boots do not mean ugh, but they could be bear paw. Bear paw is probably the only the only other acceptable winter boot that I feel like is a good insulated winter waterproof boot that is also versatile like you could do that but throw that boot on with a pair of jeans or a dress the boots come up to your knee they're usually fur lined so they keep the kids feet warm they're cushioned they usually have a good rubber sole which is thick enough for them to stomp around in super comfortable super duper comfortable third thing is a good pair of sneakers Sneakers does not mean expensive, but they need to be a shoe that is everyday comfortable. That even if it's laces, I prefer Velcro when kids are little because that gives them the independence of getting their shoes on by themselves. The Velcro helps. The Velcro may seem like, oh my god, I'm about to buy my kid a bunch of Velcro shoes. How many times a day you want to tie your kid's shoe? Because I tell you, after the fifth time, I don't want to tie the bike shoe. I don't want to tie no more shoes. And then the shoelaces get so dirty and nasty and filthy. I'm a big person on Velcro or the easy, what I call the sliding shoes. Jordan has a pair of Jordan. I think they're like twos or something. But they're super cute. They're my daughter's favorite sneaker because she can put them on by herself. And she literally just slides her foot in the shoe. Super easy. Now, my preference on what I like to get my daughter, those three things are my main staple. I make sure she always has a pair of rain boots, has a good pair of thick boots for winter, and then a good pair of sneakers that has a good sole that, you know, easy to get on for her, but they're also just a good quality sneaker. Good quality don't mean Nike, don't mean Jordan, it means it's a shoe that can deal with some wear and tear. Other than that, I try to make sure my daughter has another, like, hard boot 
I, I have a pair of docs. I, my daughter's probably had like three or four pairs of docs since she's been born. Docs are really a great heavy shoe. They also help with walking. They give a very firm structure on a foot. I personally love them. They're hard as a bitch to get on. They do come with zippers for little feet. So they have the laces, but they also have the zipper so you can get it on without having to untie that lace. But I like a heavy boot. It, pro it promoted my daughter to really walk better and it gave her structure for her feet because just the shoes with no kind of hard sole or hard like firm build they tend to allow your children to kind of wiggle their toes bend their feet in weird ways walk on the sides of their shoes it's really weird sandals i personally like shoes that have the toes covered when they're small the older they get the more i let their toes be out my daughter's a big fan of crocs but crocs make kids feet sweat especially during the summer so for me if you don't want that Get them a pair of open toe sandals, but make sure the toes are covered or always put some socks on their feet, which is going to be annoying. But the sandals need to be rubber sole, like athletic, not athletic, but like they need to have a walking sole and not a flat, um, just hard sole. Because after a while, your kid's feet will hurt. Those are not good. Those are good for like parties and going to a pool or something. But you want your kid to have a good pair of almost like walking sandals because if you want them to wear something on like an everyday basis to school to summer camp whatever those are the best ones what else what else what else um I think that's pretty much it when it comes to shoes but nonetheless my daughter she the way i dress her and the way that i make sure she's dressed is a personal shout out to me i don't want people to look at her and think oh my god yama didn't even try most of the time, it looked like I didn't even try. I look like a homeless person compared to my daughter. My daughter will be dipped up, dressed down, hair up, hair down, all types of cute outfits put together, leather jackets, little denim jackets. My daughter is styled. Most of the time, when my friends see my daughter, they'll be like, I can tell you did this. Or look at her. Like, she will have a bow to match her bun, to match her dress, to match her socks, to match her shoes. I'm a matchy-matchy kind of person, so my aesthetic when it comes to my daughter having to get dressed is head-to-toe fly. Like, if, if her hair's not braided, she's in a neat little tight bun with a barrette, with a bow, with a headband, to an outfit that's fly, to some socks or some stockings or some knee-highs that match, to some shoes that set the outfit off. That's my vibe. Everyone ain't gonna take that much time, and I'm the person who usually picks out an outfit the night before. I also know because I take my time and get my daughter ready, if I need to change my mind, I have time to do so. But I usually try to get her outfit out the day. But again, this wasn't about clothes. But yeah, when it comes to getting my kid ready and getting her together, I want people to think, yes, she did that. And when you meet somebody who has kids, check out how their kids look. It's not about if they have Jordans on or if they got some $200 Burberry shirt on. See if the kid's face is clean. See if the kid's hair is put together. See if the kid looks put together. Because that will give you all the information you need to know. You think that's a good person or she's a good woman, a good mom? Look at her kids. I've seen grown women with their kids on live. And their kid is almost, what, two or three? And they walking around with a soggy diaper. Not pull-up, diaper. But you so pressed about showing people your ass. Or you see kids who... 
don't know how to full, don't know how to have a full sentence conversation, but they singing every song on the radio. You like, why are you not pushing your kids to talk more? Why are you not pushing your kids to, to learn words, to read, to write something? It, it, it's embarrassing. But you want a man to come in your life and think you're a good fit and a great mother. If you think I'm a great mother, I appreciate it. If you think I'm a mother who's trying, I appreciate it. If you think I'm a bad mother, fuck you. That's the energy I'm on. I'm doing the best that I can. I know I'm not perfect. I know my daughter sometimes frustrates me to be on belief. Sometimes I got to get a little rough with her because she act like she can't hear me. But we're growing. We're learning. I also know that sometimes kids will push their boundaries better than any other person in this world will. I know that kids are also harder on you when it's just you than it is when you got two parents. But, like I said, when it comes to meeting people in your dating life, be careful, be mindful, think of your kids full circle. Don't be mad if your kid don't like somebody. They might not like them for a reason. Don't be mad if your kid is uh, scared because this is a new person. This is a new person. This is a new person. You don't want your child, the person they do, to be hugging all over somebody they just met. Be mindful of that. Be considerate of that. Don't be mad because your child isn't, oh my God, I'm so excited he's here. You got a new person in your space, in your place all the time. You got a new person who's now added to every time y'all want to spend some time with your mommy. Now it's this person. Take your time to understand, like, just because you want this person around 24-7 does not mean your child wants this person around 24-7. And if you choose to date somebody with kids, be mindful that they have to have an acceptance of you just like you want them to have acceptance of her. You want your kids to feel comfortable, but you got to realize that they have kids. They want their kids to feel comfortable. If you need to spend more time, talk to these kids, express yourself. But you can also see, like, you know, your kids, they're really playing you. And they play you because they know this. If you as that partner coming into a relationship and you like, oh, babe, I don't know if you know, but your daughter is playing you. Or your son is trying to play you. And I'm only telling you this as a person who just came into this situation. Be upfront. Be honest. Like, I like your son, but he's sneaking somebody in that room. I like your daughter, but she definitely sneaking her phone that night. And you ain't got to be besties. You ain't even got to be homies. Just understand that when it comes to kids, your kids will always come first. My daughter's always going to come first. I don't care about what nobody else got to say, what nobody else want to talk about. If, if my daughter ain't first, I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry. I will go out my way to make sure my daughter is where she needs to be, how she needs to be, and comfortable. All that extra shit, I don't need to hear about it. All that extra shit don't matter. If my daughter is uncomfortable, oh, she can't stay. If I ask my daughter, do she want to go, if she want to stay, and she go, mommy, I don't want to stay, oh, we got to go. If I ask her, like, are you okay? And because she's two, going on three, my daughter is very vocal about the things she likes and don't like sometimes a little too local a little too local but i'm like did you have a good you, did you have a good day at school she's like yes mommy i had a good day i like this i had fun i'm like today was a good day today was okay I, i'm sleepy okay today was good today was bad my daughter rarely says things were bad she might tell me like i didn't like this or i was on time out because i wasn't listening but my daughter is very vocal about her feelings what's going on she's she's up front she's two so she don't have a filter but I also know my daughter is a small terrorist, so 
sometimes they probably put her in time off for their for, for their to get, for themselves to get a relief. But like I said, when it comes to dating, be mindful, be careful, don't trust this person too much. And when you trust them, they need to have a they need to be built on trust. I need to be able to trust you beyond a without a a moment of doubt. And even if I trust you, don't think I ain't got no cameras watching you. Okay. Just because I trust you don't mean I ain't looking out for what's best. Because even if I trust you with my child, I need to have proof that I can really trust you. I'm going to put some cameras up. I'm going to put some, some eyes and ears in the sky and make sure my child is always safe. You may think, oh, that's crazy. If you can't trust the person, I don't trust a damn daddy. Because he crazy. So best believe I ain't about to trust a, a stranger without getting some real, real hard evidential proof that he's not trying to hurt my child. Absolutely not. But I also wouldn't trust him with my child until I felt like she can vocalize that something went wrong. Because just like I've seen in most cases, the mom loves this person. The mom cares about this person, thinks this person's so great. Next thing you know, the daughter's like, oh, yeah, he snuck in my room. Oh, yeah, he did this. Oh, yeah, she was touching me while I went and take a shower. Or she was rubbing all over me. I didn't like it. And the kids try to vocalize it, and the parents completely go to the other side and say, oh, no, they could, they would never do that. I know that person. Do you? Ted Bundy was married. Had a whole wife and a whole life and was killing bitches every other day. You don't know nobody. People can change every day. And when given the opportunity to do right, don't mean they will. So be careful. Be mindful. Love your kids. Trust them first. Don't be afraid to listen to what they're telling you. And to make sure that you're always protecting them. Protect your children. Stop worrying about if you're going to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a husband or a wife. Protect your children. Because we are there protectors we are there for them we are responsible for them until they are gone i don't care what you say my mother will still be protective of me my father is still protective of me so at the end of the day me being a 30 something year old woman well 30 i ain't 30 something i'm 30 but me being a 30 year old woman my father is still protective of me caring of me making sure that i am okay healthy and fine when i had my child it just added one more person for him to protect because protection don't stop when you turn 18. Protection don't stop when you turn 25. If you are my child, you are protected by me to the end of this earth. To the day you gone, you are still my child. I'm always going to protect you. But I love you for listening. I'm back like cook crack. I love you all. And guess what, bitches? I'm out.